that praise obviously was for me. Now I want us to give God a praise. How about that? I believe, I believe we can give God a praise. Is that all right? Oh, amen, amen, amen. I believe we got one more good praise that we could give God. Oh, we, we getting there, we getting there, we getting there. All right, all right, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. We do honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God and to Pastor Daryl for allowing us to address us tonight and to all of the Journey family. God bless you. Praise God. And to all of Solid Rock that's here with us tonight, God bless you. Amen. Amen. I tell you, worship at Solid Rock, no, brought tears to my eyes, praise God. They, they teased me enough about crying, and I thought I would have been able to hold that tonight, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> Amen. Because God is just so good. Ooh, I, thank you. Thank you. God is just so good, and I just bless God for how good he is to me. Uh, Pastor uh, Darrell uh, alluded to us being in school 40 years ago, and and sure enough, he, he's right. Forty years ago, you cannot tell me that I'll be standing here in this position offering you the word of God. Amen. But you know what? God is past finding out. Is that right? God has a way with dealing with us, praise God, and, and bringing us into his purpose, praise God. Amen. And, and I want to talk to us just uh, very briefly uh, from the word of God uh, from this topic my attitude affects my effectiveness. My attitude affects my effectiveness. Amen. And in this world, in this life that, that you and I are in, praise God, the church, the believer, has the capability and the ability to effect the world to affect the world. And that's where God is pulling us to. He's pulling us to a position and a place to affect the world, praise God. Can I give this disclosure, praise God? Any of you that was born, let's see, maybe from the mid-80s upward, how about sticking your hand in the air? If you was born in the mid-80s and Upward toward 2022. Wait a minute now. Some hands ain't going on. We got some young people in here. All right, let me do it this way. School age kids, raise your hand. College age, raise your hand. There they go. All right. I'm jealous of you. I'm very jealous of everyone that, that was born in the 80s and, uh, and, and possibly the late 70s. But I'm jealous, and this is the reason why. The reason why is because this world has made a change to where it's more accepting of everybody. It's more accepting of everybody. When I grew up, when me and Pastor Dow grew up in, 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 in the 60s, 70s, yeah, he's old, in the 60s, 70s, and, and 80s, uh, in the 60s and 70s, when we grew up, there was more diversity, there was, there was more separation, there was more splitting uh, of people, of culture. It, it, it was just them and us. I, I'm, I just have to be real with us. 
That's the way it was when we grew up. But thank God, despite how things were back then, we were able to form some friendships. Ooh, glory to God. We was able to form some friendship despite how times were, praise God. And so now I'm jealous because y'all didn't have to fight that fight. Now you're on a playing field that's more level so that you can accomplish more things for God. You can reach more people for God because of the time that you're living in. Let's talk very briefly, praise God, uh, about this man that, named Jonah. We want to uh, go to Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and then Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, which virtually says the same thing. It said, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for the wickedness is come up before me. And in chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, it says virtually the same thing. Uh, and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Now, I do want to read a few more scriptures uh, uh, to us, also from the book of Jonah, chapter number uh, 4, verses 6 through 11. And it said, And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over his head, to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad of the gourd. But God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day, and it smote the gourd that it withered. And it came to pass, when the sun did arise, that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. And God said to Jonah, does thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city wherein there is more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and much cattle. Can you just very quickly just turn to that neighbor and say, neighbor, we need revival. Oh, amen, amen. That, wasn't that a part of the song earlier? But not a part of the song. We, we need revival. Here I want us to understand something uh, in this world that we're living in today. That this world throws a lot of things at you and I. We're still faced with a lot of things. Uh, I heard uh, uh, Sister Joanne, I believe it is, when she was talking about uh, the offering and uh, the differences and what God had come to do, he didn't come to change world systems, but he came to institutionalize another system, and that system is for us to reach people for the kingdom of God. Is that right? Amen. And this is where this lesson is going, but unfortunately, when God gave this message, he gave this message to a man that had some issues. He gave this message to a man that needed revival himself. He gave this message to a man and told him, I need you to go and I need you to preach to a group of people that's in a mess. Sound like to me he's calling you and I to take this journey uh, to go and preach and to teach and to talk to somebody that's in a mess. 
Well, what this world has done for us is they have taken social media, they have taken mainstream media and various avenues, even our educational system. They have taken these things and began to manipulate our mind to the place that we'll move away from the things of God and embrace the things of the world. Our job as Christians is to embrace the things of God, and at any cost to us, we ought to be able to spread the word of God. Ooh, amen. So now let's look at what happened to Jonah. Jonah had some problems, and Jonah's problems were one with history. The history behind Jonah was, was Nineveh was responsible for killing his parents and doing a lot of evil things. And in Jonah's life, Jonah grew up with this bitterness. He grew up with this hatred. He grew up with, with a, a bad feeling. His attitude was not that to be effective for God. His attitude was very bad. And because his attitude was bad, he was not in a position to share the gospel. He was not in a position to share the gospel with Nineveh. So Jonah's attitude took him in a, another direction, in an opposite direction. I want to ask us today, where is our attitude taking us? Is our attitude taking us in the right direction or, or is it taking us in the wrong direction because we're looking at, listening to social media, we're listening to mainstream media, we're listening to the things the world wants us to listen to? So Jonah took off and he went the other way. He went the other way. So let me share this with us, Christians. We cannot no longer allow our history, be it U.S. history, be it black history. We cannot allow world history. We cannot allow any of these things to, to no longer separate us from doing the real work of the kingdom of God. I encourage you to learn as much as you can about world history, about black history, about U.S. history. I encourage you to learn as much as you can. But know how to balance what you learn about your history with your work for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is much more important than my history. I don't know if I can say that strong enough. Well, according to the scripture, when I read the book of Revelation, God said, I'm going to wipe all tears from your eyes and we'll have no more remembrance of the history that you had in the United States. No more history about black history. No more history about world history. I'm going to erase all this from your mind so that there'll be nothing that's going to cause you pain. Nothing that's going to cause you to cry. Nothing that's going to cause any suffering. I'm going to take all that away from you. Ooh, glory to God. So it's time that, that, yes, you learn your history. But you always weigh it out against what God is calling us to do. God is calling us to another level. I heard Pastor Darrell say that earlier. God is calling us to another level. He's calling us to a new position. But I'm going to have to have the right attitude. Well, I didn't come here to discuss your politics or your hot button issues such as abortion or CRT, which is the critical race 
theory. I didn't come here to mess with you about gay marriages or gun control. I didn't come to discuss any of these things with you. We know that these are all hot button issues. We know that these are hot button topics, praise God. And we know that if we're not careful, even as Christians, we will allow these topics, we will allow these subjects to divide us even as believers. I'm not here to let any of those things that media, mainstream media tell me that, that it ought to divide us as Christians. I can't let those things turn me from Pastor Darrell. I can't let those things turn me from the Journey Church. I can't afford to do that because you're my brothers and my sisters and I need you. I need you and everything that God has placed in you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. But what I did come here for, I came here to persuade you that your attitude is turned more toward the one thing that matters. And that one thing is the next soul. Well, in our lesson scriptures today, there was a man by the name of Jonah. And Jonah, after going through all that he went through, the running away from the purpose and plan of God, the finding himself in the belly of a great fish, or Jesus said, in the belly of the whale. After Jonah found himself in all of that, the word of God declared that, that after Jonah came to himself, when Jonah finally came to himself and part of his attitude changed, Jonah cried out of the belly of the fish to God and God brought him up on dry land. And so the second time God spoke to him and say, said, said, Jonah, now I need you to get to Nineveh and I want you to preach to Nineveh the word that I tell you. And all Jonah had was a simple message. Yet in eight days, I believe it is, I'm going to destroy the city. Was his only message. The Bible says that Jonah was three days away from Nineveh, but found himself in so much of a hurry. Sound like an attitude change to me. <laughs> that he was three days away, but, but on the first day, Jonah began to enter into the city. But you know what I found strange about that? Even though his attitude changed enough to deliver a message, his attitude was not totally changed. So what happened with Jonah? Jonah went into Nineveh and he preached the message that God said. God said, I'm going to overthrow this city in eight days, praise God. And sure enough, he delivered that message. And the people, I want you to understand something about the world. The world rejects a lot of things, but one thing I tell you that I found out about the world, the world do not want to be destroyed. And when I say the world, I mean the people. People do not want to be destroyed. And if it takes repentance for people to be saved, guess what? I believe that they will repent if we give them the gospel message. Ooh, glory to God. I had trouble with that one, didn't I? I believe that if we give them the gospel message, they will repent. I was taught growing up as a kid that self-preservation is the first law of the land. Anybody disagree with that? Self-preservation? 
so I don't want to be destroyed. So here it is, all the people of Nineveh, the king himself led the way, say, we do not want to be destroyed. So he proclaimed a fast. He said, I don't want man to eat and do not feed the animals because who knows whether God will change his mind and turn from this destruction that he's bringing to Nineveh. And sure enough, this is what God did. And I love it, praise God, because now when we deal with Jonah, when we go back to Jonah and look at what's happening with Jonah, after Jonah preached the message, Jonah went, went out to the east side of the city, and I'm about done, yeah. After he preached his message, he went and sat down to see what would happen to Nineveh because his history, his hatred, even though he delivered the God's message, but his hatred... For, for Nineveh, his dislike for Nineveh was so in him that he was sitting there mad, hoping God didn't repent of what he said so that he could see Nineveh destroyed. And he's sitting there hot. He was red hot, fired up, mad because he didn't want God to save them. And so God did a smart thing. I tell you, I love what God do. While Jonah's sitting there hot mad, God caused a tree to grow up over him, a gourd to grow up over him, and shade him from the heat. And Jonah fell in love with the gourd because now he's shaded from the heat. Ooh, glory to God. But guess what? The next day, God prepared a worm to come up and kill the gourd so that the gourd died and the shade was gone. And now the heat is back on Jonah again. The whole while I want us to understand something that God is teaching Jonah a lesson to get his attitude right so that he can be more effective for the kingdom of God. And the lesson that God is teaching him, now he, say, he, he began to question Jonah and say, Jonah, look at here. He said, now you're crying about this, this gourd. You're crying about this tree that I shaded you with. You didn't have, you weren't responsible for it growing. You had nothing to do with it coming up. And now all of a sudden you're having pity on the gourd and not the people. Displace pity. Displace mercy. If we're going to be effective for the kingdom of God, we cannot allow this world system to cause us to misplace our pity, misplace our mercy, misplace our love. So he's teaching Jonah here, now I need you to understand something. I need you to understand that there is more than six score people or 60 score people in Nineveh, 120,000 people that do not know their right hand from their left hand. And I need somebody that will deliver a message that will spare their souls. Well, let's bring it to our day and time. Let's bring it to our day and time. In this world, from my, my last reading, if I remember it right, there is somewhere between six and eight billion people in the world. Six and eight billion people in the world. That's a lot of people. The last I read about the Jacksonville area and, and, and encompassing Yuli there is, is somewhere around two million people just in this area. Two million people. 
Now, it's up to you and I. It's up to you and I, one, to carry a message. It's up to you and I to have love for people's souls. It's up to you and I to have mercy and pity in the right way so that we can be effective for the kingdom of God. So, yes, I'm here to talk to you about our attitude. Let's let our attitude be changed into that that God is pressing us into. He's pressing me. He, he's pressing me. Journey Church, I want to tell you this from my heart. I love you. I love you for opening the doors to my friends, to my family. You've served this community, and, and you're teaching me a lesson in love and embracing one another. You're teaching me how to love as I should. You're teaching me to be a better Christian as I should. And I thank God for you. I thank God for that, praise God. And this is what, this is what God is trying to bring all us to, praise God. He's trying to bring us to a place the way skin color don't matter, ethnicity don't matter. None of these things that the world continue to bring about to try to divide us, none of these things matter anymore. The only thing that matters today is that a soul is saved. A soul is delivered from the hand of the enemy. That another person is made ready for the kingdom of God. This is where we stand at and God is going to use us. God is going to use us to pull people into the kingdom of God. But all I have to do is make sure my attitude is right so I can be as effective as I can be. It's time for revival. And if one man, if one man with a half an attitude with a half an attitude can preach one message and win 120,000 people. Seem like if I get my attitude right, God could cause me to win a city. Here, I believe I could get Jacksonville. I believe I can get Florida. Oh yes, I believe the word of God is just that powerful and just that strong that we could win souls at that magnitude because the word of God is just that powerful. I want to pray with you very quickly, praise God. We might have found ourselves in the word of God the way our attitude need to be adjusted, just tweak, adjusted just a little bit because we're fighting, we're fighting this world system, y'all. It's steady, we're steady being bombarded with it so we can't avoid it. So we have to take the word of God to fight it. So I just want to pray with you. If you would just stand with me very quickly, praise God. And, and if you found yourself in there where, where your attitude, I just admit it to mind that my attitude needed tweaking. My attitude needed changing. And thank God, Journey Church, you have helped me with that. Praise God. But if that's you, if that's you, if you could just maybe just wiggle a finger, or slip a little hand in the air kind of and say, God bless you. God bless you. Hey, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel God, I feel God changing our hearts and changing our attitude 
into that of Christ that we'll love as we ought to love, that, that, that we'll move out into the things of God as we ought to. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for giving us your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for allowing him the, to make life-changing in us, dear God. And we pray, God, that you would continue to bring that change in our lives, God. That our heart, our mind, dear God, will continue to be that of reaching out for souls, dear God. Eh, God, in the name of Jesus, every person, dear God, that wiggled a finger, raised a hand, dear God, or made some acknowledgement that our attitude need to be tweaked. I pray, God, that you will shower us with your love. Shower us with your anointing, God. And bring us into that person, into that place that you would have us to be, God. That we can be effective witnesses, bringing people into the kingdom of God. Now, Father, I pray also over your people, dear God, that if any may be sick, any may be in pain or misery, God, that you would bring healing, that you would bring relief, dear God, in the name of Jesus. We curse sickness, we curse disease, we curse cancers, we curse heart conditions, we curse every sickness, dear God, every blood condition. We curse it in the name of Jesus, and we speak healing over your body. Father, this is our prayer in your son Jesus' name, and we give you the glory, honor, and praise. Amen and amen.